is Decoding Learning Differences with Cameron Lavelle, and this episode is Calm the Chaos with Dana Abraham. Now, if you don't know, Dana Abraham has been around a while. She's got a lot of great expertise and specifically helping children who are neurodivergent and and with some kind of behavior issues. She helps those families, really, come up with plans to be successful. And she has her own story of what she's been doing with her own kids um, and kind of where this all started. And you get a lot of that in her new book, Calm the Chaos, and it's a great book. If your child is not neurodivergent, if your child is not a behavior problem, you still wanna read the book. It is still a really great book. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. We have a great conversation. I'm gonna let Dana introduce herself at the beginning of the conversation. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, Make sure that you pre-order her book because it has a bunch of bonuses for those that pre-order. And you're going to want to get that. Plus, you really want this book. It's a really good book. I don't I don't highly recommend books all that often, but this is one I highly recommend to everyone I'll be buying for people. It's a really good one. Um, I was surprised at how much it resonated with me because I did not think it would apply to my life. And it really does. So enjoy this conversation with Dana Abraham. Hello, Dana. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Will you please start by introducing yourself to everyone and giving a little background on who you are and why you're doing what you're doing and all of that? Yes, I am so excited to be here. So thank you for having me on. Um, Little side note, my middle son is dyslexic and so definitely struggled. He's 15 now, but struggled with getting him help in school because he, um, he was, you know, that quote unquote perfect kid and he didn't have any behavior issues. And since he didn't have behavior issues, it was hard to get him support. So just a side note, just wanted to share that. I hadn't shared that personally with you, but I know that your listeners are, um, you know, are dealing with children who have learning differences and specifically, you know, dyslexia being one of them. Okay. So I'm going to back up. I'm going to tell my story. So I'm Dana Abraham and I am the founder of Calm the Chaos Parenting. And I started a blog 10 years ago called Lemon Lime Adventures. And what we do is we help parents who, um, who are struggling to connect with their kid. They're struggling to understand their kids and we help them create a family that works together, advocates for each other and empowers each other despite whatever challenge they're dealing with. And um, I got into this work as someone who, you know, always loved the kids who were different or difficult or challenging. Um, As an educator, I was in the classroom for 12 years, have my national board certification. And they were just always my, the kids that came with the paper trail behind them, the kids that were always in trouble, they were favorites, loved them to death. And then when I became a parent, I was like, I got this parenting gig figured out. I'm going to be the world's best parent. And then yeah, life was like, no, you're not watch this. And they gave me my oldest son. And so for the first seven years, I just felt like an utter failure. I just couldn't do anything right. It felt like, um, I was using everything from my background as an educator. And then I was trying you know, peaceful parenting and positive parenting and all of these newer things that were kind of, I was learning about, but then I started trying things that I was like vehemently against and didn't feel right, but I was willing to try anything and everything. And it all kind of came to a head when my son was seven and I basically got told, I tell this story in detail in the book, but I basically got told, you know, you can take your son home, figure out what's wrong with him, or you can let this policeman take him. And, you know, after trying to get him the supports he needed in school, getting him an IEP, realizing even with an IEP, just their mindset and their perspective on behavior at that time, that was 10 years ago. Um, that he wasn't going to get what he needed at school. So I quit my job and I started homeschooling him. And that's where the blog started. And my whole goal was just so that I wouldn't feel alone. And hopefully I'd find at least one other person who was dealing with some of the things I was dealing with. And what I found was not one other person, but I found millions of other people who were struggling um, to parent their out of the box, challenging kids. So that's kind of my background and story. And 
Yeah, and, and I kind of originally found you in that whole world, um, and everything that you talk about is so, uh, I think, so empowering about children, and really seeing seeing them as a whole person and encouraging them to be a whole person and not trying to eliminate any part of who they are. Um, so I love I love so much of what you're saying and the, the what you're putting out in the world. Um, so you wrote a book. Well, I, you wrote a new book, uh, right? This is your second book. This is my third book. Third book. That's okay. Yeah, this is my third book, but this is the first book of this kind. Um, the other books, uh, my first book, Sensory Processing 101, was really, it was kind of, um, it was a long journey of writing blog posts every month. And I had therapists and OTs that were also writing their side. And we then got to the end of the series. We said, what do we do? We put it together as a book and that became sensory processing 101, which still is a bestseller today. And then we did super kids activity guide, which is written to the kids. And that one is really where this whole idea of empowering the kids to understand their own body, to advocate for their needs in a different way, to see themselves as, you know, these super kids that have superpowers and the superpowers aren't just the good stuff about them. They are the flip side of the same coin of these challenges that other people see as a problem and helping them see that, no, these aren't problems. These are things that are part of who you are and how can we hone those and how can we help support you? So it's a bunch of activities. This book is kind of like when people say it's my life work in a book, like that's what this feels like. It is, um, it's a culmination of, you know, all my years in the classroom and all of those years at the last 10 years of working, not just with my own son who just graduated high school yesterday, um, but also working with tens of thousands of parents around the world honing this framework and honing this roadmap that I talk about in the book so that it kind of created bridges. Every time we'd see parents get stuck, we would just create a new bridge and we'd be like, okay, you're getting stuck. A lot of people are getting stuck here. How can we make this really actionable, accessible for even the most overwhelmed parents? And, and so this book, I really do believe that this book is finally that manual for parenting because it's not cookie cutter size. It's, you know, one size fits all. It's not, um, it's not just prescriptive. It's here's a framework, here's a path you can follow, and here's how to make it work for your unique family and your background and your values and the systems you already have in place and the hard-won knowledge that you've already gained about yourself and your children. And that's what makes it so adaptable to so many different people. Yes. So knowing kind of your background of really focusing on like the, the difficult kids, the neurodivergent kids, like I was like, oh yes, you know, I want Dana on the, the podcast and you sent me the book and I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to read it to prep for the podcast. But this book is not for me. Like this book is, you know, I've got my three-year-old, my five-year-old and I don't know, they're fine. They're normal so far. And then I was like reading it. I was like, oh, so no, we need to slow down because <laughs> I do need this book and I can't just rush through it to like prep for a podcast. Like this has to impact my life. Um, and I've read so many like positive parenting books and respectful parenting books and conscious parenting. Like I've read so many that I, I could, I guess I couldn't imagine like how this could add anything to my repertoire beyond like, I understood like it could add something for people with neurodivergent kids, but I didn't really understand how it could help me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I very quickly, yeah, like I said, put on the brakes and was like, nope we're going to put this into action. This actually is perfect for me right now. Um, my chaos right now being my three-year-old going through three-year-old stuff and me needing to bring in the right energy to that situation. Um, and so some of what you're saying was like, oh, this is, this is a little different. You know, some of it's very much the same that I've heard from other similar minded parents you know, I'm, I've been told to stop to the breath, like really focusing on the breath is so powerful and it's calming and, you know, um, 
working on meditation so that you're you're better in the moment and things like that. But then you added an anchor. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard it in that way before. So you have the the stop, breathe, anchor. And that anchor piece, I was like, okay, this is what is missing for me. Yeah. This I think is really, really powerful. Um, so then I started th- thinking through like, okay, what's an anchor piece? Um, I loved that you you mentioned like smell is really powerful, but I was like, okay, but I don't know how I can instantly bring any one smell to me. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about like, I have, well, I'm always wearing like my wedding ring. So like, okay, that could be an anchor. Or I also have um, a bracelet that I basically am always wearing. Like this one bracelet um, I always wear. And I mean, it's kind of nautical themed. It's got like a hook. It's um, it's like a St. John thing. Anyways, so I'm always wearing it. So it's like, I think this could be like my anchor. And maybe it's even like pairing it with like breathing. Like I'm putting my hand on my heart and I'm breathing. And I'm, so I'm like trying to think through like, what's my anchor? Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to come up with also maybe like some mantras to go with that. But anyways, I'm loving all of that. I definitely want everyone to read your book, regardless of who they think they're parenting um, or whether their child has been born yet or not, like they just should read the book. It will, it's, it's a really, really great book. And I'm only at 20% so far because I needed to slow down. Um, beyond all of that, and for all the parts I haven't gotten to yet, what do you think sets this book apart from other books? I think you described it actually part of it. Um, you described just now, and it's that how it's, how to do the things. There's a lot of great information out there. There's a lot of great strategies and philosophies, but what happens is parents end up having to Frankenstein it together. They end up having to adapt it to their own family and try to figure out, okay, when do I need this piece? And when do I need that piece? And how do I do this? And what should I say when? And we just feel more overwhelmed. We feel more stressed out. We feel like we're failing, like we should know better, especially when we have an education background or a psychology background, or we've been doing this for a while. We feel like we should be able to handle these situations. And so what we found is, you know, what parents really need is they need something that is simplified and that is easy to remember in the hardest situations. And so what I think that this book brings is accessibility, simplicity, step-by-step how to implement it in your own life. And it's not just best case scenario that this is how it would look if you're dealing with the perfect scenario or this is the goal it's let's start you out at worst case scenario and then let's build you up to creating the routines and creating the the relationship with your kids and the trust and the communication you can't have any of that if no one in the family feels safe and so we really start with that emotional physical and psychological safety with this stop breathe anchor And that's what Stop Breathe Anchor is doing is you need something as the parent that tells your brain, hey, you're safe, right? Like I just got off of a coaching call with a lady and she's in survival mode and she's like, I, I, I am on house arrest. I can't go anywhere. I'm, you know, I have, I'm his warden, right? I got to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to do. And I got one challenge for you is shift the way you're talking about your situation because your brain right now thinks you're in a, you are in a high stress situation. You can't fake that, but you're telling yourself and others that you're in the most high stakes situation by saying that you're a prisoner of your own home, that your child is violent and attacking, that your child is, you know, needs a warden to make sure that he is safe. Like those things put, tell your brain, watch out, what's going on? Where do I need to be? And the anchor, what it does is it instantly reminds your brain. Oh yeah, we can do this. Oh yeah. Like this is okay. You know, and in that anchor part, you know, for people who don't know what it is, it is that like stop and pause. It's that deep breath. And then that anchor part is something you find out of the moment, like you're doing right. When you're not dealing with the situation that just says, Hey brain, you're okay. And it's not all the things it's literally one. And 
I'm such a scientist at heart. Like I love experimenting and I love trying things out and testing things and you have to limit the variables. And so when you're doing your anchor, you're coming up with one anchor. You're using that for a week. You're trying it out and you're going, that did not calm me down in the moment, right? Like that did not help at all. And then you're going back and you're tweaking that anchor. You're trying a different one for the next situation and seeing if that works. So it's on this iterative process instead of, you know, this is how you do it. And this is how things work. And it's not just theory. Yeah. I, I started reading the book and I was like, it felt lofty in the beginning. Like how can she step-by-step walk every single parent in the world through all of these steps? Like it, not everything applies to everyone. Everyone is so different. Like how is this even possible? But like I said, then I started, you know, I kept reading because I, I do believe in you already. Um, but it just, it felt so big. Like I just didn't, I, I guess I was more curious than doubtful, but um but then, yeah, I started reading. I was like, okay, no, that is, that's like, that's going through and explaining all the different ways to stop, all the different ways to breathe, all the different ways to anchor mm-hmm. and giving then, you know, that, that space. And I, I want everyone to read the book and I want them to read it slowly. Like, I want you to like read it and put it in action as you're reading it. So it can actually like change your life. Um, which is what I, I want to give, I want to give a small caveat there. Yes. A small I say, read it, go all the way through it, see where it's headed, right? And then go back and start at the beginning and go slowly or listen to it all the way through on like an audio book and then go back and do each of the steps. And the reason for that is when you try to implement step by step by step and you don't see where you're headed, it can feel like you're never going to make forward progress. And so you might only make it you know, like right now you're taking your time with Stop, Breathe, Anchor. Well, something may come up in your family. There might be an outside circumstance. There might be a a vacation. There might be all kinds of things that happen that leave that book sitting on the shelf for months at a time. And the book is designed so that you could just pick it right back up, do the next little section. It is broken down that way. But at the same time, that leaves so much room for that shame and blame that we all do Mm -hmm. as parents. Mm -hmm. And so when you can see where you're headed and you can see the full roadmap, you can come back to the beginning and you say, okay, I'm going to take it really slowly. Now I'm going to just build my ride the storm plan and just focus on this. And I'm going to keep practicing this one, iterating this one until I really feel like, yeah, I am the safe place in my home. My kids can trust me to, be there for them, to hold space for them, to respond to them in a way that feels good. Okay. I'm ready to work on time and energy now, and you can go to the next stage. So that's just based on what we've seen, you know, like I said, with we, this came out of our calm, the chaos program. We've been running that for five years now. We've had over 5,000 people go through this program. And then we've had over 5,000 people in our kind of do-it-yourself membership where they we create the plans for them and then they iterate them or use them in their own family. And um, and so over 10,000 people, we see the holes, we see the traps that people fall into. And I think that one of them is this like, okay, I'm going to take it step by step. But then they get stuck and don't realize that they are just like, if they just went to the right just a little bit, they'd get unstuck. And if they saw what was coming next, then if they had that knowledge, then it would be easier to get unstuck. Yeah. It's like motivational. Seeing where you're going is motivating you to keep getting, keep going there. If you're, I don't know why that reminded me of, they did a study on mice and they like, this is horrible. The study to me is horrible and a little traumatizing, so I'm sorry. But they like stuck mice in a situation where they had to tread water until they drowned. And they lasted 15 minutes and then they gave up and sunk. Then the next batch of mice, they rescued them at like 14 minutes. And then those same mice, they stuck them back in the water. And like later, and because they believed they were going to be rescued, they kept going for like four days. It was like something insane like that, where they like, they, they thought their capacity was 15 minutes and then they were done. And then, but like when they knew that rescue was coming, they had much more capacity to like, keep going, keep going, keep going. 
So anyways, I guess, I guess when there's hope, you can keep going. Hope is incredibly powerful, right? It is incredibly powerful. And I think we all hold hope within our own lives and I think we miss it. So I think we've all overcome uh, up to date our hardest challenges, right? I, that's something I truly believe is that we are all, everyone that's listening to this right now, you are either currently going through or you have overcome your biggest challenge to date, which means you've got this, like you can do this. And so leaning into that hope is incredibly powerful. And I always tell our students, borrow my hope for you until you can find your own hope, because I have seen impossible things happen. I've seen where children are you know, hitting their, their parents and moms are left with bruises from head to toe and they can't get a minute of, of solace to them having these beautiful relationships with their kids where their kids are, you know, doing amazing things at school. They're the ones solving problems at school. They're the ones, you know, coming up with solutions at school for other kids. And then at home, they've got these just flourishing relationships with their with their parents. You know, I've got this other mom who I just like can remember when she came to us, she would hide in her food pantry because her, she was in a military family and her kids were just like, you know, she felt like they either walked all over her or she was trying to bark at them and nothing was working. And she honestly believed her kids were better off without her. And she was in a dark, dark place. And she, and I don't think that's talked about enough. And she was hiding in her food pantry on a regular basis. And now, you know, three years later, this mom has a business where everyone in the family works with it. And they create jewelry that memorializes child loss and they all work together and they each have a piece in it and they all built it together and worked on it together and they have this beautiful relationship and she is so confident and she's out in the world advocating for kids who are struggling like her kids and it's just I've seen that transformation not once not twice not even a hundred times I've seen it hundreds of times and so I truly believe that if you don't have the hope right now borrow mine, borrow my students, borrow the stories inside of the book. They're there and you can do this. I truly believe that. I, I see it. I believe it. <laughs> um, sorry, I was trying to go back. Um, okay. So I guess I wanted to actually, I wanted to go back. What, what is your like biggest mission or purpose or like dream desire for this book? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so my, my biggest mission for this book is to get it into every home and every classroom in the world. Yeah. That's a big, big, big call. Right. Um, I want this book because I truly believe that it is a roadmap that can be used in any situation, any challenge, any age, toddler, teen, anything in between, um, that this is the book that gets recommended by teachers, therapists, doctors. And so when a family is struggling and they are in that dark hole or they're like, is this normal? It should, how do I deal with this? And they go to their pediatrician, they go to a therapist, they go to a counselor, they go to this kid's teacher, who is that first person they're going to go to. They say, you know what you need? You need this roadmap. And they hand the roadmap to them so that families don't have to feel so lost. Sorry, it is noon here and there are tornado sirens. So oh, no. <laughs> I can't actually hear it. You can't hear it? Okay. No. It goes on for like 30 seconds. Oh, you can't hear it. Okay. So the sirens off live in tornado alley. So <laughs> it is just something we've gotten used to. It's actually an inspiration for one of the plans inside the book is, you know, this ride the storm plan for when things are really rough. And so again, going back to like, what are my goals for this book is 
I remember how defeated I was. I remember how I felt and how my son felt like something was somehow wrong with him, how he was somehow broken. And when I brought him home from school, I had two goals and that was for him to not hate himself for not fitting in and for him to not hate the world for not understanding him. Because I truly believe that if kids or parents or anyone in this world has hate or anger towards themselves, they're going to dis or towards others. They're going to displace that hate and anger somewhere. And that's where destruction happens. That's where we see the things happening that are happening in society today. That's where we see the rise of suicide and things like that. And, and so I believe if parents have a book that tells them you've got this, you can do this. It is one step at a time. Here's how to see your kid for who you have. Here's how to not just conceptualize it, but here's how to actually do it. Here's how to talk to your kids. Here's how to empower your kids, how to understand your kids, that we will have a radically different world when these kids are of age to have their own kids and are running the world that we live in. I, I think that's such a beautiful mission. Um, and I definitely see how that book can accomplish all of that. Um, and, I, and I agree with, all, with everything you said. The displaced hate and anger causing all sorts of horrible problems in this world. Um, and we do, we need to get it into every home and classroom. Everybody needs to read this. It is, it is powerful. Um, Oh, okay. So going back to the Stop, Breathe, Anchor, I, you kind of mentioned this, but there was a quote in the book that I was like highlighting, like, oh, I love this. Um, You said, I want you to know that it's completely normal to try a few of these anchors and still lose your ever-loving mind. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not going for it. instant fix. We're like, no, it's a process. No. Thank it you. Is. Yeah, we are going for lifelong change, right? And lifelong change, sustainable change takes time. It's a, it's a series of habits. I would actually, you know, I, I think that I could argue that this book is a set of it's five stages, four steps in each one. So 20, 20 habits that if you build these 20 habits, your life will be radically different. And so will your kids because it's a way of living, it's a way of being. And, but when you create habits, there are gonna be bad days. You are human, you are not a robot, thank goodness, right? And so I always tell my students, I say, when something happens, you just kiss your brain. Thank you brain for reminding me I'm human. And then you move on without the shame, without the blame, without the guilt, with all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and you just, you move on. Yeah, I, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Kiss your brain. Um, <laughs> okay. So can you give everyone kind of that overall picture of, of the roadmap of what yeah. they're going to be working on as they go through this book? Yeah, absolutely. So in order to do the roadmap, I'll go real high level here. Um, and all of this is broken down into bite size chapters in the book. So there are, there are five main chapters. There's seven chapters in all, but five main chapters that kind of follow the roadmap. Um, but the Calm the Chaos way is a two-part system. It is a framework and a roadmap combined because I believe that you need this framework that you kind of like um, a recipe, right? This is the general recipe you need for creating plans that will help you stay calm, that will give you energy, that will help you navigate a challenging situation, that will help your kids navigate a challenging situation. And I, I always liken it to baking a cake. You need four basic ingredients to bake a cake. You need your flour, your sugar, your egg, your liquid, your water, or whatever. And um, those can change, right? We can have vegan cakes and we can have chocolate cakes and all those things, but really it all boils down to those same four basic ingredients. And we have to, we have to really gain an understanding of those four basic ingredients before we can go off and try to make a wedding cake or something like that, because otherwise we'll end up on nailed it and they'll be laughing at us. Right. That's my daughter and I's favorite connection activity is to watch nailed it. Um, and you know, when you leave out one of those ingredients, some, 
it, it turns out kind of funny. So you've got this framework and typically in parenting systems or in frameworks and things like that, they'll give you, here's the four parts, go do it, have fun. But what we found is that when you're in survival mode, when you don't have energy, let's say you just had a new baby, let's say you're dealing with an illness, wherever that is, if you're void of energy, then you're not going to be able to access the information yourself. And then, you know, you're dealing with all these situations. So how do you respond? What do you do in the moment? How do you get ahead of it? So it stops happening, right? But a lot of times you're told this best case scenario of here's how to create a family that works. Here's the four things you need to make a family that works. It's not that simple. You need those core elements, but they um, evolve over time across the roadmap. So our roadmap uses the framework each step you're still staying with those same four pieces. So every single stage is one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So it's easy for your brain to remember, oh, I just need those four pieces. So even if I don't get it perfect, if I get it 50%, 70% right, but I'm still using those four pieces, you're still going to make progress. So that's why it's kind of built that way. So I can kind of now go over what the two things are. So the the framework, if you think of, because we're on a podcast, so use your, you know, creative brain here. So picture three circles and you're putting them together as a Venn diagram. And then they meet in the middle and there's this little space in the middle. So this is the best way to describe our Calm the Chaos framework. So where they meet in the middle is you, you the parent. I truly believe that all your kid needs is one person who sees them for who they are, who's their safe place, who is, you know, there to hold space for them and to guide them and to mentor them. And research shows that kids only need one person. They don't need, you know, a whole army of people behind them. They just need one person who truly believes in them. So that's the you piece. Then we have connection, understanding, and empowerment. So connection isn't just what you typically hear about having one-on-one -on -one time, about spending time with your kids, about praising the good stuff. It's about accepting the kid you have, affirming the kid you have, validating and, and really just letting them feel seen and heard as the child they are. Um, that's what connecting really is about. And then the understanding piece is really... I think this is one of the miss, most missed pieces when we're talking about traditional positive parenting or conscious parenting or mindful parenting is you get a lot of this like thought work, you get a lot of the connecting and you even get some of the empowerment, but there's a lot missing about why a kid is struggling. And so that is my jam. Like that's my superpower is understanding people and understanding why we do what we do. And so this understanding piece is about really understanding what makes you tick as the parent, why you're losing your cool, why you're, you're getting triggered by what your kid's doing, and then why your kid is struggling to sit at the table for more than five minutes, or why they want to be on electronics more than they want to go to school, right? Like really understanding the root of the problem or the challenge. And it's about looking for solutions and creating a very in tune environment that meets our children's needs instead of trying to fix or solve. And then that empowerment piece is just like it sounds like, but it's empowering both people, the parents and the children. So it's not a one, it's not offsided. It is this it is everything is we call it the family team approach where it really is your kids have a voice. You have a voice. It's not that your kids walk all over you or they have the say. It's that your kids can share their concerns, their worries, their fears, their thoughts, their desires, and you can share your concerns and you work together to create plans that work for everyone in the family. And at this, this part is about creating an ecosystem where everyone's needs are met, not just one person or another. So that's the framework. Any questions about that part? And then I can share the roadmap. Um, no, I, I think, go ahead, go ahead, share the roadmap. Okay. So the roadmap, 
um, is broken down. It's basically those four elements broken down in different stages of going from survival mode to thriving as a family. And like you said, even if you're not in survival mode, but you struggle to remain calm, you struggle to, um, to, to find your own safety when your kids are, you know, especially when siblings are fighting or when, you know, a toddler's throwing a fit in, in target, whatever it is, we can still feel like I'm at a loss here. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so we start there with the simplest plan, and then we start to evolve those plans over the five stages. So the first stage is uh, surviving the storm. This is all about getting everyone to safety. This is about um, calming your own body and calming your own head, and then just making these really small shifts in your mindset about the behavior. And then you're empowering yourself really not in the moment. You're empowering yourself out of the moment by starting to focus on the small progress you're making. And then we move on to the next stage, which is now that you're able to remain calm. Now it's about gathering enough like of your battery. So enough energy to be able to handle anything that comes your way. And so this is all about taking care of yourself. And this is the time and energy reserves we create a five-minute energy plan, again, by building these tiny habits that you're doing each day to focus on your own battery. I liken it to, you know, none of us would ever start the day without a fully charged phone. So none of us should start the day without a fully charged us. And that's what this this stage is all about, is charging ourselves, not with bubble baths and things like that. It's things that we can do with our kids sitting right beside us. Then... The next stage is really how to show up as the parent you want to show up as. And so this is diffusing the situation and really being that calm in the storm, but knowing what to say, what to do so that you stay connected during the entire outburst or debate or battle or whatever you want to call it. And this is really about really having a little bit more sophisticated thought swaps about, you know, you might be seeing your kid is always doing something, never doing something. And so you're going to swap those thoughts. And then the connection piece is about being closer in proximity, disarming your body. It's the understand piece. We've actually got a really systematic way of understanding where the behavior comes from um, and doing kind of a little mental checklist and then the empower piece is having, like I said earlier, this scientific, like I'm going to make a plan of what I'm going to say, do, and provide in the heat of the moment. I'm going to have one phrase. I'm going to have one action and I'm going to have one tool I use and that's it. And then I'm going to use that and I'm going to see what happens. And I'm going to only change one. And so that I can actually start to see what's working, not what's not working instead of just trying to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Right. So once you are able to diffuse the situation, you have time and energy and you are able to stay calm. Now you're finally able to start working with your kids. So now the goal is in stage four is to stop playing parenting whack-a-mole and to stop like trying to put out fires everywhere. And this is about, um, you know, we call it no more storm chasing, but it's about getting ahead of the moment and actually starting to be proactive. So this is where you start really collaborating with your kids because you've built that trust, that safety, that, that bond. Now you can just deepen that so you can start teaching problem-solving skills and you can start actually you know, teaching the things that they need to be able to be successful and thrive. And so, you know, the U piece here is about focusing on one struggle, not all the struggles. The connection piece is your out of the moment connection that you do and all those in-between connection points. Your understand here is um, something we call a behavior spiral. So we walk you through how to find triggers, how to find a tipping point, how to really assess the situation out of the moment so that you can be proactive next time. And then the empower piece is one of my favorite parts, and it's something called huddles. And this is just collaborative conversations that you have with your family. And it becomes a way of being and a way of life of how to communicate, how to solve problems, how to brainstorm, how to, you know, 
from everything from like planning birthday parties and what you're going to have for dinner to being able to figure out why siblings are fighting so much and solve those problems and and come up with solutions, creative solutions that work for everyone. Um, and then that brings us to the fifth stage, which is kind of like the, the promised land, right? And that is what we all want. And that's a family team, a family that works together, that advocates for each other, that understands each other at a really deep core level. Um, and then this just thriving ecosystem where everyone has what they need to thrive. And so the U piece here is being able to take the struggles, swap them to superpowers. The connection piece is about creating this family team, getting everyone on board. The understand piece is one of my, another one of my favorites, which is called unique profiles. And this is where you're taking everything you've done up till now for one kid and you're doing it for everyone. And you're getting to know like, why is dad and brother, like, why are they oil and water? Like what makes each of them tick? That's making them just but heads all the time. And so having this information really makes a big difference when you move to the empowerment piece, which is creating value-based family systems. So you come up with a set of family values, and then you create systems around that, which are agreements, personal boundaries, the plans you're making, and the um, routines that you're building to help your family run smoothly like clockwork. It, I love it. I love how, how specific it is, how detailed it is and how easy it is to keep following. Cause it's those same four pieces tweaked for the different stages. And, and I, I remember early in the book reading it and thinking, well, I feel like we have some of the like higher level stages mm -hmm. and we're still struggling at stage one. Like we, yes, that's so normal yeah. because most, most of the things that we've been given as parents, as resources, they are in stage three and four and they don't have stage one, two, and three, especially most of them skip two, right? The time and energy and, and being able to fill your own battery. Most of them skip that. They tell you, you should take care of yourself or you should fill one your sentence. own up. Once in it, right? Right. Like they talk about the oxygen mask. They talk about all that, but they don't tell you how. And so those three, and what I tell people who come to our program and they're in stage three or stage four, and we have a quiz in the book that will help you identify what stage are you at? Then you, I always say, you're going to like soar through the first three stages because you're going to find one or two things that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm missing this piece. I'm going to go deep on it. Like you are with stop, breathe, anchor, but oh, I'm good with like disarming my body. I, oh, okay. Like I get that all behaviors communication. Oh, I already focus on our wins, right? Okay, great. I'm ready for the next one. And you can start working on the next one. So you're going to soar through those first few stages and then kind of sink your, your teeth into, or your feet into the part that is like, yep, this is where we're at. This is what we're working on. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely see that. I do feel like this is, I think one of those rare books that, I mean, there's a lot of things about it that I, I really love. I love that it goes very step-by-step step into every little thing. It's very easy to it's very easy and hard because it's actually going to, like, if you want to be successful, you need to actually take the time to think, get through, figure things out, try things, come back to them, try it again, you know, reread sections that you really need to reread um, and, and pay attention while you're reading it. But it also is, it gives all of the information that we need, um, all of the, all of the pieces and the other thing that I think is rare about it is that I feel like every family and classroom and person in the world could benefit from the book. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know that there's anyone alive who couldn't pick up the book and benefit because we're all in relationships with people and it, it can definitely be applied in every sphere and, and everyone has something to learn. Like, I don't, you know, no one's perfect. And so we all have things we can work on. And there's all, like you're saying, there's these areas where 
okay, I've got this. But even when you think you have it, like I think reading through those sections in the book, you you start going, oh, I almost have it. Mm-hmm. I have this mostly, but with this tweak, I can have it better. Things mm-hmm. can be better. And so I think it is one of those books that um, I'll reread, <laughs> you know, I'll put it on my my cycle of, okay, we need to keep revisiting this to see where are we at now that we're, you know, a year older and everyone's shifted a little in their development and how are things now and, and how can and, we and be better and better? linear. So, yeah. uh-oh, I think I lost you. Oh. Okay. So you were saying parenting's not linear. It says I have full bars. Okay. Let's try it. Go ahead. Oh, parenting isn't linear. Like that's, that is a huge thing. So while this book is a roadmap that is linear from surviving to thriving, you're going to go through cycles. You're going to start back over. And I, you know, one of our old analogies that we would use, and it's not in the book, um, but it's this idea of a lighthouse. And so a lot of the people in our program really love this idea of a lighthouse that you start at the bottom and you go through the five stages and you're at the bottom and you can only see so far out. And then you go through the stages again. And then you're like, oh, I can see a little bit more. By the time you've done this a couple of times for different situations or different times in your life or seasons in your life, you start getting towards the top of the lighthouse and you can see for miles You can see the storms coming from behind you. You can see what's ahead of you. You can see all around and you have a much better view of life. And so I do want to encourage anyone when they're going through this the first time and they're like, I can use all of these and I need to do all of it. Like just focus on one baby step at a time going through it. And then when you find yourself back at riding the storm, let go of any shame or blame or guilt that you're back in the storms. Storms are inevitable, right? But it's being prepared for them and it's knowing that they're going to happen and that you can come out of them. That is what builds that resiliency in yourself and in your kids. I think I think that's so powerful. Um, letting go of that shame and blame and guilt. I think that's, some of us freeze there and then we can't, we can't make progress. We, yeah, I think that's so, so powerful. It's also powerful. The whole book is, is so amazing. Um, and I really think it is a gift to the world. So thank you so much for writing it. And we need to make sure everyone grabs it and reads it and pre-orders it, right? It's still on yeah. pre-order right now. When is it yeah, being released? I don't- So it's released August 15th. I don't know when this is going live, but August 15th, the book comes out um, into the world and um, you up until the right before that, and for your listeners, right, we'll have a special uh, pre-order bonus. So if this happens to come out right after the book is released, we'll do some, we'll honor the pre-order bonus. We'll we'll do it before August 15th. I'll make sure it's out before then. Okay. So um, so there's a lot of pre-order bonuses um, because pre-orders are king when it comes to books um, because it signals to the bookstores it signals to even universities like ooh, this is a book that we should be paying attention to it signals to the media all those sorts of things and so the more that we can pre-order the more we can tell people um the better so definitely definitely go pre-order the book um and to get those bonuses you just have to go to calmthechaosbook.com and put in your information all right so we will make sure everyone goes to calmthechaosbook.com and I'll put that in the show notes so everyone can just click on that link. Um, and if they, but it's also an easy one to remember, calmthechaosbook.com. Everyone needs to buy it. There is not anyone listening that would not benefit. Um, and then, you know, buy one from your neighbor and your teacher and just start. Yeah giving them to everybody school time. So giving them to your kids, teachers, especially, you know, again, I know your audience has kids who have learning challenges and if they're struggling with a skill, 
you know, academically, then you're going to most likely see some behavioral struggles as well. And so having this as a way to work on homework struggles or getting out the door in the morning, school refusal, um, it's going to be a, a, you know, a lifeline for you, but handing it to everyone that touches your kid at school is going to help so much. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. So yes, everyone go buy the book, Calm the Chaos. Um, And even if, I think even if you don't feel like you're in chaos, buy the book, read the book, like your life will get better and you'll realize all the areas where you had chaos and now you don't or less. I think we all have some chaos. I mean, I think, I think we all do. I think we don't all want to talk about it or admit it. You know, I um, am part, I've been part of lots of parent groups over the years as my kids have grown up. And, you know, I, with my oldest son, I was always around parents who had kids that were struggling. And so our story is a little different, but when you are around quote unquote, typically developing kids and their families, I'm telling you, there's all kinds of stress around, you know, at every age, but it's, you know, for my daughter, I'm hearing of this like girl drama, you know, like 10 year old, like just kind of nastiness, you know, you're dealing with that. And then with the 15 year old, you're dealing with like, oh, now they've, they're thinking of having girlfriends and how do you navigate that? And how do you talk about that with every family you're dealing with electronics? I mean, that is just a battle you know, tail as old as time at this point. And then, you know, siblings, if you've got more than one kid, I mean, there are these challenges that as parents, you're just having to navigate on your own. And we think that we're supposed to just be able to do this because parents have been parents since the beginning of time, but we know so much about the brain and about communication and about problem solving and why not get help? right? Why not follow a path that would make things simpler? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I agree. 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 Uh, Just preach it. Everyone go buy the book, read the book. And thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today, Dana. It has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. It has been so wonderful. Thank you for having me.